Hey folks, it's Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these 3 easy steps. First, Download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. into the online broadcast network After Buzz TV over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Manunos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin. Welcome back. We didn't start the fire, but there certainly was a lot of it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here on AfterBuzz TV. It's the Grim After Show, guys. If you haven't done so already, tune in. Log on to YouTube.com/slash/AfterBuzzTV where you can subscribe to this and all of the AfterBuzz TV podcasts. You can also go onto iTunes and SoundCloud. Hit us with a review. Leave a comment. We want to know what you're thinking. We want to know you guys are enjoying the show. Guys, I'm your host Zach Wilson. Throughout the show, you can tweet at me at that Zach Wilson. You can also use the hashtag #ABTVGrim, but you can also tweet at my fantastic panel over here. We have Yell Teagle. Hi, everybody. You can tweet at me during the show at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. I have my phone ready. Wow. You can tweet at me whenever you want. I'm Dylan Chance. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Dylan Chance. <laughs> so complicated, Dylan. So complicated, guys. We're talking about trial by fire. And the quote, and glory like the phoenix midst her fires, exhales her odors, blazes and expires. What was that? <laughs> What was that voice? I don't know. It's I usually, thought the voice was great. No, Why are you usually, laughing? Because it's usually this like booming deep voice. Yeah, but this one just felt like it needed like it wasn't like the booming. It was it, it rhymes. Yeah, it needed it, like a needed bit of a more. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone listening who wants to tell me what accent that was, I would also like to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the quote—I mean, it did sort of set up. Like, I guess it was to me, it was a little bit of a misnomer towards mm -hmm. the episode because I thought we were going to get because they specifically made reference of the phoenix. Yes, and the they introduced the ex Candesco. Mm -hmm. And I thought he was going to be more like, phoenix-like. Yeah, well, yeah. The the main thing about a phoenix is not just that it the, the fire, but that it is reborn, reborn yeah. through fire. Um, which I guess we could still get at some point, but that did not seem to be the implication here. No, no I agree. I also would have liked it to be able to fly. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah, like, like big flying. Like <laughs> we really haven't had. We've had. A, we have some bird vessin, but mm -hmm. not. They're mostly flightless. Yeah, I wanted him to try. That would have been awesome, or at least to flew. like to kind of like um, uh, Iceman and be able to like fly on the fire. Or human, human torch, yeah. yeah. Whatever. I mean, where he can just fly. He's no, I didn't want him to see. That's why I didn't say human torch because I don't want him to fly. I want him to be able to ride the fire. Okay. Ride the fire. <laughs> yes. I just wanted to fly like Human Torch or Firestorm. You know, yeah. somebody's always riding someone with. So <laughs> <be out>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so let's. I mean, what did you guys think overall? Like ignoring the Phoenix thing, because like again, a Phoenix Vessin would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I think there may have been like logistical reasons why that wasn't um, uh, like gra money and graphical reasons. Probably. Yeah, you always hear that they are limited on their budget for special yeah, effects. Well, I guess the non-budget thing that I was thinking mm -hmm. was that he it was the same guy, just 
for centuries, or oh. the same, at least the same vessin, because the whole thing with the phoenix is like the, it's the same bird, right? More or less, like it dies, it then it perishes in flames and is reborn, and it's the same one. It's like it's it's a, a like the phoenix is an animal that doesn't need two parents. It just is reborn and continues on. So you think that maybe the guy would have been. Um, Re, like he continued to live. I thought that would have been cool. Okay. That's what I was thinking when they when they drop the phoenix quote. Then there's a, a gentleman on fire, <laughs> right? Um, a naked gentleman on fire. Hand underwear on. I know, but he like deliberately took his clothes off, and I just want that noted that it's not in my head <laughs> and that it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I was like texting. Do you you guys see this too? Right? <laughs> <laughs> he does take his clothes. I'm not off dreaming. Him. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but what but what do you guys think of the ex Candesco Vessin? It's an interesting Vessin. I think um our actor looked like Dennis Leary and Willem Dafoe, um, which was nice. Mixed together. Yeah, mixed together. Because <laughs> they look alike, but so he looked like them as well, like their baby. He's the missing link. Yeah. Um, but also he had like like three or four dimples, which was very distracting. Like his face just <laughs> dimpled, and so I'm surprised you were looking at his face whenever I would have. Uh, well, until later when we saw his beautiful abs. <laughs> oh my goodness! So that's what I mean. So we we met this guy, and he's like doing this little thing, and he lights himself up. He leaves his clothes yeah. conveniently, but I guess he had a spare pair of underwear because well, he's just going to let those go. So. I I don't so that's I was trying to wrap my head around this sounds like it's just me being silly but I actually was thinking about this because he lights his hand on fire multiple times and he's fully dressed and his clothing doesn't catch fire but Mm -hmm. when he walks through places he has to be in just his underwear and he leaves his clothing in the building he's setting on fire right but by the exit so like it's that's his way out okay but fire spreads. Like, even though he's spreading it, it also will spread without him. Yes. So he's risking that he will then leave the building and only have nothing because his underwear will burn. (laughs) He should leave his clothes outside in a getaway car. Thank you. That's what Yale's saying. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. If you're going to do it. What I'm saying is he, like, leaves it by the exit. Mm Mm-hmm. But he starts by the exit as well. Because if you leave a building and you're butt naked, Mm -hmm. like you're going to attract a lot more attention than if you're just wearing clothes. Right, but he start he takes his clothes off. I we got on a tangent. I'm sorry. He takes his clothes off, right? And he wanders around, right? So now everything's burning, and it could burn his clothing because he left it in the building. And even though he's trying to leave, it's out flame the resistant exit. clothing, flame resistant underwear. Okay, I'm done. No, I mean like it's it's fair. I mean logistically, it's because it's tele it's network television. And, like, you could start blocking everything, but that starts complicating shots and whatnot. It's easier to just have him walking in his underwear. <sighs> you just gotta I go with it. That's not what I'm complaining about. I'm complaining about him leaving his clothes inside the burning building. <laughs> I think he, he, could, he like, walked in far enough that he, like, started the fire and, like, made his route back towards his clothes. Okay. Gra- and then grabs them, and mm-hmm. before the fire can really... Fr- yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Explode the I place. Yeah. He's out. Okay. He's out. Without being naked outside, where people are like, "There's a naked guy over there." Maybe he lost his clothing in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. uh, there's some chat. There's some some people in the chat roll. Uh, I'm sorry. They, they're mad at you. They feel like you're betraying Meisner because you're fawning oh, over this new guy. Oh no, my gosh! No. And, and let me tell you, all right, because they brought it up. I was gonna wait till later because we bring back Orson, the um, the other cop. Yeah. And we've brought back so many characters uh, in the last half season. Yeah, they've started, they, and that's great because they have this diverse cast, and mm-hmm. something that a lot of shows. Uh, I don't necessarily want to point fingers anymore. <laughs> Sleepy Hollow um, have great characters. Mm-hmm that they forget about and leave by the wayside. And so they're just bringing all these people back and therefore I predict Oh boy. and I stand by it oh based boy. on the facts that we have seen up until this point. <laughs> Meisner is coming back. <laughs> when as soon as I saw Orson, I was like Meisner's coming back. That's happening. There's no way he's not. When they bring him back, they're going to kill him. How dare you? <laughs> I mean, get 
the. <laughs> all right, all right, go, guys. <laughs> guys, I think you're right. I think there's a good chance that Meisner comes back. It seems chance. reasonable because uh, my thing, yes, they, they mentioned him. That's a good, absolute building block. Um, not even that they are mentioning other characters, bringing but or bring back. back. But like, not even that. But the fact is, like, what we're building towards here. Mm-hmm. To me, because we're building towards Kelly and Diana coming back into the fold, mm-hmm. Meisner being such an integral part of that storyline, mm-hmm. the drama surrounding it, and like the drama of somebody questioning Adeline's like motives here, because Meisner is like on the side of right mm-hmm. usually, and like if he sees her trying to hurt somebody, she may pull back. Mm. Um, like there's it. a lot of there's a lot of very intriguing possibilities. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think it, there's a good chance because the the writing is setting it up properly. Yeah. Um, not guys, just because it's a fun character. Did you guys see in the flashback to the Bauerschwein guy back yeah. how how little Nick looks? Yeah. Oh my so god. Nice. Yeah, so let's let's talk about, about Orson here cuz yeah. Orson was the char- was a Bauerschwein uh-huh. who worked in the police department. This was first season, mm-hmm. I believe. Um was it first season? Was it first or second? I feel like it was I second. I should have written that down. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. There's someone in the so chat roll. So, chat roll, let, yeah. us, let us know, because we are, uh... <laughs> um, and the people are just asking for trouble to come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as, as, as we're talking about characters coming back. But, so, was Orson was an, an older character mm-hmm. who, like, he it was a one-episode arc for him. Like, he showed up, yeah. we discovered that he was a Bauerschwein, bit of a stereotype, pig mm-hmm. working in the police department... <laughs> I mean, there's, there's now we there's there's been at least two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was wasn't he a different type of pig, or was he also Bauer? No, there was another Bauerschwein. Okay. Um, the uh, yeah, the, the, the hate Hitler group guy. guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the guy. I thought he was a different type of pig. For the guy, no, they were both the Bauer, Bauerschwein. Okay. Yes. Um, but anyway, but yeah, we did get that that nice little flashback to remind us, and like it really is weird to look yeah. at. <laughs> I was like, so whoa, cute. he looks so different. He looks like 21, like just out of the police he has, academy. He has, the, well, the, the hair bangs. is like very like smooth down. and <laughs> Silly. He looks so innocent, you guys, yeah. before the world hardened him by murdering people <laughs> all around him every week. Yeah. And almost killing him and giving him crazy zombie, zombie powers. powers yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I was I was vindicated. Uh, Boo sixty nine B says Orson was in the first season. Whatever, my bad. I remembered right. Um, always take my side. That's your new best friend. <laughs> yeah, she should always take my side. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I am. I I did like having him back. But what do you guys think about how he worked in this episode? Because he wasn't much. How we're talking about Miser being integral to that storyline. Right. Orson, like you could have gotten on without him. Well, I mean, he's the one who kind of put it together for them, in a way. He had seen this guy before. He knew that, you know, he had, he knew that he had been searching for someone who was starting fires. Um, and so he kind of put them on the right direction. Also, he kind of figured it out. Um, and I think that I liked him there, and I liked that at the end when they finally are getting against um, Barso, the, the fire starter guy, they uh Orson comes out kind of like like no I didn't I didn't run away I'm still here yeah, yeah, yeah. even though you guys let me go like I'm a good guy and I feel like maybe that's setting up for he might get released from jail at some point I, I well, did they sort strike of, some kind of deal with him no they they they're going to like put in a good word at his parole hearings mm-hmm. um cuz I mean that's the way it works with any yeah. anyone right. anytime you assist in an active investigation is that if you're going to help the police, they'll help you out. But you're still being punished for right. murder. Right. Right. Um, this is not like he robbed a bank and they can be like, okay, you've learned your lesson, you've helped us out, we're going to like let you out on parole. But if he has a parole hearing... He, he will have a parole hearing at some point. That means that he's there is a chance that he will actually get out. Yeah, and there is. I, I think, th- And that is something I think... They basically they set it up so that we they could bring him back, mm-hmm. but I don't think they're in any rush to. But what I thought was very interesting about Orson's storyline is that when you play it against, play that episode against where we are now, mm-hmm. it was at the time it felt very clear cut. Like yeah, this guy killed Hap, like mm-hmm. really nice. Uh, like granted, he was like a little violent, um, but like he killed like. Uh, someone that we liked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, put him in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yes, it was a revenge thing. Right. Um, but kill him. Like, give, or not, don't kill him, but like, put, right. him, put him away. Um, 
I think, but now play that same circumstance against the current Nick, and Nick sort of deals with this in the episode. Mm-hmm. Would he have handled it the same way? Because like intervet, like intervesin turmoil, he sort of turns police wise a blind eye on. Mm-hmm. Because like he he the the Bauerschwein, uh bootbot like yeah. battle is like centuries old so they're sort of just like born into this thing mm-hmm. sort of against their will it all happened when three bowershine tried to build a house one time <laughs> <laughs> and a blue bot was like no 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 i was gonna build a house there <gasps> <laughs> all right guys um i really thought that when we saw orson uh, and monroe kind of argue, I really expected Nick to, like, throw down the grim card. You know what I mean? Like, I thought he'd be like, no, we are, like, we're working together, you shut your mouth, I'm a grim, you do what I say. And I really thought he would have, because I think that would have taken us to a whole different place, because he's never played that card. He has never been like, I know what's right, and I'm in charge. And I kind of wanted him to. Or it doesn't even matter. To say, you mean in terms of like saying, like, I'm the Grim, so listen to me? Yeah. I mean, he's, I feel like he does sort of, but that's more just that, like, he has, like, taken, he more just takes charge of the moment. I don't think he. I I feel like it's implied. Because, like, when he separates him and he's like, stop, listen, you know, they're kind of, they know. I wish, I kind of wish narratively he would have said it, because I think that would take us to a whole different. Place. I think it's it's something we've never explored is how these people feel about the fact that he, you know, comes in there. He's he is nice to them. He is their friend. He does ask for help, but you know, he also comes from a lineage of people that behead their people. Yep. Like that would be such an interesting, di- different dynamic to explore. Yeah, I th- I don't know that he needs to pull the grim because the thing is because he's so. Comparatively to most Grimm's his age, mm-hmm. new to this world, I think Nick even still has a sort of sense of like, I'm still learning this world. I'm still an outsider mm-hmm. coming into it. Like he's constantly discovering new things about it he didn't know or things he didn't understand or like finds out things he thought he did understand. He right. has no idea about. So I feel like he, like if anybody, he he constantly has to ask Monroe and Rosalie, like, what does this mean? So it's kind of hard to pull the, I'm the one in charge, like, I'm a Grim, listen to me, when at the same time he's sort of semi-pro. It'd be cool if he could, like, Vogue in his own way, like, if he could turn on those black eyes whenever he wanted. That would be awesome. (laughs) Like, Like, to to put it in effect, like, I'm the Grim, kind of go into, like, a Batman mode. (laughs) Swear to me! I mean, (laughs) I just... Effectively, <laughs> effectively, he he does. He just the only way to do it is to scare the other person into yeah, voguing. Like true. you scare them, and then he's like, "Look at the infinite pools of darkness <laughs> within my eyes." Yeah, <laughs> just like that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So um, and then so we go through the episode, and one of the other. The the whole we could spend like time recapping, but I yeah, won't waste everybody's time. About like the 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 rest of the stuff around the ex Candesco and like the fire starter yeah. stuff and the insurance. Well, it was interesting. It was it wasn't it was a good storyline. It kept me it kept me absolutely on the, glued on the screen. I mean, it was most of the episode was well, yeah. a straight up story, and I was like, what? we usually have all this other stuff that we need to talk about. We need to get to the beast fight. What a, just what a sad <laughs> life. This guy's like this legendary Vessin, like very powerful in Vessin terms. You know, most of them can just turn into an animal and that's yeah. about it. This guy can set himself on fire and just walk around and burn yeah. everything and he goes around committing insurance fraud. <laughs> hey man, that's good money in insurance <laughs> fraud. Yeah, he's like a hitman, but but a fire starter. Yeah. Like that's that's awesome. Also, like, he probably just doesn't want to kill people. Wait, like what? I don't know. I'm just, there has to be something better out there. He goes to camping grounds. (laughs) What do you think? He he could be be really good at barbecue. I'm sure he's great at barbecue. He could own his own, like, barbecue restaurant. (laughs) He should invite me over for barbecue. (laughs) I don't know, y'all. Don't, don't fly too close to the sun, (laughs) if you will. Uh, <laughs> it's getting hot in here. You never know what's going to happen. You're like, what if he vogues when he gets too excited? I'm going to let you, you play go. the rest of that out. <laughs> that sounds very painful. Yes. Uh, Third degree burns. 
because we've had that discussion on this podcast before. Yeah, that's yeah. true. About like when people vote. Right, right, right. So, oh it, yeah, I was in the chat depending on the that. answer. <laughs> That could be very dangerous. <laughs> Does that mean he has the saddest life ever? Because he can't? I mean, there are a lot of superheroes that have oh, the same problem. So. Or it's Candesco's. Well, I disagree. I feel right. like Johnny Storm doesn't... Well, am I going too far off topic? Johnny Storm. <laughs> well, well, Johnny Storm, maybe. I'm going okay. to bring it back. I'm going to okay. bring it back. Um, I, did, I did like, while we're talking about him, yeah, I, um, I loved how they explained his how his power works this was like science nerd in me like lit up with the fun because like it's like oh the body normal human body has one percent white phosphorus just within it Mm -hmm. um white phosphorus being what makes up a match this guy just has more of it and can excrete it yeah and then he just like lights himself on fire that way really cool really cool explanation yeah like Similar, I really enjoyed the cones and the eyes thing. It's like, it's such a tiny thing, but the explanation, <laughs> like, any kind of explanation we can get as to how this all functions in reality, in the reality of the show, I enjoy. Yeah. I, I prefer when they go, science Y and Z. I prefer that. <laughs> I, can, I can accept that. Um, but I liked at the end when um, Wu was trying to figure out how to explain what happened, and they were like, well, he spontaneously combusted. And Wu suggests that perhaps he had a bomb. Uh, oh, maybe to him. he had a homemade bomb. Yeah. Strapped? Yes, yes. We yes. like the bomb. Good job, Wu. I was like, this is Wu's. Like, yeah, that's where Wu should be. He excels at explaining it to people who won't understand <laughs> right. it. Because he's, you know, up until this point, has been like, oh, I just thought I saw that. Yeah. So he's full of these, like, oh, that could be explained by this. And I like it. I want Wu to do that. I want him to explain things. Wu's the guy that makes up uh, excuses for humans. Yeah. <laughs> he's the guy who works with Superman. And they're like, where's where's Clark Kent? Uh, let me tell you. <laughs> well, I loved when Nick had to go to the trailer because he needed to get information on the ex and Wu's just there. Mm-hmm. He, it, it, you don't go to Wikipedia. You go to Wu-Wu-Tipedia. Wu-Pedia. Wu-Pedia. Or the Wu-Ctionary. <laughs> the Wu-Ctionary. Because uh, <laughs> he's just... Because honestly, like... The Wookie! <laughs> he went and read these books just... To get it, yeah. Like he, like he's like, this is probably important stuff to read because we deal with it every day. Maybe Wu's going to be the smart one who goes. You know what we should do is put these on a computer. Somebody, somebody put it on a computer so that we can <laughs> search. I feel like the problem with that is put it on a computer. Now it's online, and now That's if right. someone ever gets no, into it, keep it internal. You don't have to hook it up to the internet. Keep it in the trailer. Get an air keep gap, it in the trailer. Get an air gapped computer. But how does somebody, that help you when your album failed? Okay. You still got to go back to the trailer. Doesn't matter. Still, then once you get there, you're just like fire breathing, <laughs> and all of a sudden, boom! Like four, four vests and pop up. They're gonna have to breathe. They're gonna have to hire them. Yeah, we have. We had the lava one. And we had the the dragon. Yeah, the dragon guy. But see, like, fire. Okay, here are all your options. Yeah, Um, and it's just, like, right there. It's going to take a long time for someone to go and put in all that stuff. Who's got the time? You're going to save lives with that time. So (laughs) do it. All right. um, They're going to need a scanner. Uh, we still have a lot, a lot more to talk about. We still have the beast fight. Boring we still, day. We still, we still have to get through the Excandesco storyline, you guys, because like Monroe and Rosalie have a nice little okay. arc in this. Yeah, I'm ready. Go for it. I'm ready. I mean, I, I thought right. it was very, like, it's very sweet. Of course, Monroe is going to be angry that this guy's being yeah. let out of jail for any reason. Yeah, but um, he was brought into his shop. Yeah, he was yeah. brought into like his, not his home, but like might as well be. Yeah. Um, and he was confronted. He was like surprised with it too. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate. I do like Rosalie. Uh, just left shelf, bottom, top, right. Yeah, and you're like, dang, she's got this whole story memorized. I wrote Rosalie the science guy. Yeah. Like she's just like taking over. It's like boom, you there, you there, you there, you there. Okay, mix. I also really liked when she was talking to Monroe and, and was like, it doesn't matter. We're talking about two dead kids. Like that's what we're working on here. You need to put this other BS aside. And there's been so much hate. And she's always had the, like, head on her shoulders. And I, they're so cute together. And, like, I want to ship them, but they're already together. They're already shipped. Yeah. I ship Monrosalie, but that's already a thing. Oh, I'm a little late. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Um, 
But so, like, the other, uh, that was a great storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't have much to say because it was just good. Yeah. It was just quality. Um, but, um, the, what I, the one thing that stood out to me mm-hmm. that was just, I was like hysterical at this point is when they come up with the concoction and they're going oh. to, 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 <laughs> to defeat the guy and they just take out four giant super soakers. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. good. You know what's funny is I've seen many shows where they've talked about, like, where they've had to use some kind of liquid for something, and I'm always like, why don't they just put it in a water gun? No one ever just puts it in a water gun. They did. <laughs> and I was like, okay, good. Good yeah. job, Grim people. Makes sense. The best moment, though, was at the end when he, like, walks into the trailer holding the super soaker, opens up the weapons closet <laughs> with, like, maces and crossbows <laughs> and, like, specially designed things. And he just puts... There's this, like, proud <laughs> smile on his face, too. Because this is his first contribution yeah, to yeah. the weapons closet. And it's a super soak. <laughs> That's right. I feel like... Welcome to 2015. <laughs> we don't get to see him, but I feel like he has, he has to add to the book. He's found a solution. We've seen, him, we've seen him do it before. But I feel like we don't see it enough, and that's so exciting. Remember when he got his grim powers, he became an expert artist. <laughs> Remember, now he can draw really good. Right, but, like, he's adding, you know, the solution to this problem, which they hadn't had. Mm-hmm. Which I I love. And we could do with a sort of reminder that he does it, because mm-hmm. we have seen him, so it's like implied that right. he's doing it. But you're right, I think it would be nice to see a reminder, like in an episode where he where he defeats something midway, which happens occasionally. Yeah. We can see, like catch up with him, like dealing with something else while he's in the trailer writing have out. Have we like, seen mm-hmm. Nick, like, take on a Vesson that wasn't in the book? Like a new Vesson that like wasn't discovered yet. I want to say yes. I feel like yes, but I yeah. but now I can't, I can't I, remember. I it. mean, I can't give an example because it's just like to remember. Like, yeah, oh, it, we didn't go to the trailer is right. tough. But like, I'm pretty sure there are times where he definitely has to go to Monroe and Rosalie because he can't find it, mm-hmm. and then they're able to help track it down and figure out what it is. Because it'd be cool I if mean, we saw one of, a couple of those yeah. every now and then, so that we could see him like writing in the book. I mean, I don't yeah. think the um, the golem. Right. The golem, um, no, the golem. golem. Okay, all right. I, right. I just remember you correcting me a lot. It's um, not from the uh, golem. Lord of the Rings, the, the golem. Um, <laughs> I don't think that that was in the book, if I remember correctly. Mm. But that also technically wasn't a Vesson. Right. Um, he was one of those legendary ones. Yeah. Either way. Either way. Mm-hmm. Like um, the volcano. <laughs> I, I think I believe he has not found stuff in there. But either way. Um, I feel like there's one that he went to, and I remember Monroe reading it in a book in their house, in Monroe's house. That's yeah, what, I remember that. That is. All. I was scrolling through the uh, Grim Wiki earlier, looking at all the Vesson. We've seen a lot of Vesson. Yeah, I want to see that crazy blue alien type again. Remember that guy? I hated that guy. I thought he was crazy. I want to see him again. I was stupid. <laughs> that was great. He um, wasn't an alien. I know he wasn't an alien. So, cool. guys, I want to uh, I want to take a minute before we talk about. All the stuff that we have to talk about left, like, we still have to talk about the Beast fight. Yeah. We still have to talk about Adeline and Victor. We have to talk about Renard and Sam and all that stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I apologize to those of you watching on YouTube that I'm not looking at you, but I want to talk to you guys about iTunes before we talk about all that stuff. Because you guys are the best. We do this podcast. This is one of my favorite shows to do here at AfterBuzz because you guys, you fans, you listeners... Make it the best. You make our day. Every every time I get a tweet from one of you guys, every time I read a new review from one of you guys. I also appreciate when they don't get mad at me for saying stupid, smutty things. Oh, no, they love it, yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> people that do get mad at you? Yeah, it's all the other shows. We don't like those people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it really does mean the world to us mm-hmm. and so i want we want to give you guys some shout outs yeah please do uh, so yes yeah, so okay who do we have this week uh cammy vamp uh spot on podcast this podcast rocks Ooh. the predictions are so much fun to hear <laughs> and the hosts always pick up on things that are easy to miss i think the keys are going to be a way to make soldiers for the original royal families oh, oh. Mm. we were thinking like a creation of essence thing yeah, but that's great uh, or a way to control the grim like a mind control or something nice um, the show needs to do more yeah. zombie nick yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's a great prediction. Those are both really quality. Oh, quality. Mind blown. Um, mind <laughs> control. 
<laughs> Techno Griffin, uh, Big Fan Show says, Yell smutting is one of the reasons I watch this nice. after show. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you guys so much. Um, it really does make a big difference. Um, it's how we helped get the guests that we've had on here. We've, that's how we've been lucky enough to have Bree Turner and Claire Coffee, among others. And we can get more. There were others, and they were great. But, like, those, uh, yes. And that's how we're working on more, but we need your guys' help to make this the best Grim Podcast. We want to be the number one Grim Podcast, and also just helps everyone here at After Buzz keep, get their guests and get sponsors to keep the lights on and keep this coming to you for free. So, with that, let's get into the Beast Fight. Beast Fight! Um, because Juliet in this, like, is just sort of like, she's at, coming down from battling, uh, Last week, yeah. where she had to, she killed a guy. The Manticore. The Manticore was that the was that her first kill? No, she shot that guy. Yeah. Whenever they were uh, doing the KKK stuff at the Vessen Rhine. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And I feel like she killed someone that, before. Yeah, I feel like she must have killed somebody. Yeah, I feel like she probably killed. Because every single time she kills someone, it doesn't seem like it's a big deal. She's right. like, mm. I mean, she definitely fought what like, during the zombies and whatnots. So there's no way that like. She probably killed someone. Yeah, I mean, because at this point, it would be weird if now it like it affects her. Because like, girl, you've been murdering people left and right. <laughs> she is a vet, you know. She probably had to put some animals down. Yeah, so she just probably thinks of them like that. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> oh. gotta put that animal down. Yeah, sorry, Ooh. Fluffy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they are her friends <laughs> at this point. Um, but so we finally get. Um, well, let's just, let's talk about both of them together because we get Adeline mm-hmm. in this episode. Um, finally, like, or, like, she's, like, let me go get Juliet. Yeah. Like, let me at her. Let me at her. Like, I want my baby back. Victor's I want my like, baby back. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Victor's just like, no, 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 no. Diplomacy. He, and he's, he's right. Like, not diplomacy specifically, but he's right that, like, you, you make a plan. Like, yeah. do it. Right. Take, Don't like, rush Take in. this through. Because what happens when she rushed in? Trouble. She, she no trouble was there. I know, she got her ass kicked. Like her ass was kicked. It was so good. in the be- in the beast fight. Yeah. In the beast oh fight. yeah, yeah. The greatest fight ever. So Juliet is a stronger, right? Is that the is that that's, the deal? That's what uh, yeah. basically we we're hearing is that oh, she's some the, kind of crazy. Be- well, because she was a created hex and beast mm-hmm. as opposed to a naturally born one. Well, I think Amber, that because she's got some grim juices in her. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I don't think that has anything to I do with it, it yeah, because technically Adeline does too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she was created with the, the, Grim. The, I don't think it has any. I don't think it matters how it was done because I think basically <laughs> what they imply is that there are multiple ways that somebody can become a hex and beast. This right. is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is that when you become a Hexen Beast, for whatever reason, that is just much more powerful than being a natural-born one. I think, and I, we, were so, so we were talking about this with somebody in on Twitter, I think it's because combining human and Hexen Beast are now two things. Those are two different Oh, like we beings. talked about the two Vessen mixing. Yeah, and I, so... A hex and beast is just a hex and beast, and mm-hmm. a human is a human. It's a totally different thing. Right. A hex and beast is not a human plus a hex and beast. N- Juliet is, is human a human plus hex and beast. And, like, yes, humans don't have, like, regular power, like, any particular powers or anything. What? But. We don't? But combine those two things, and it becomes just, like, this explosion of crazy okay. hex and beast powers. I could see that. I. I understand what you're saying. I just I know that up until now and this this place, I feel like uh, witches, for example, to go to like the craft as an example, or there was that show on CW, The Secret Circle. A natural born witch is always more powerful than that's someone. that's that's the thing I was Mr. thinking. Mr. Goku yeah. Junior, 2012. She's like Gohan. Yeah. Which exactly. is absolutely accurate if right. you understand that reference. I do not. That's Tari made that reference uh, a couple of shows ago, and I agree with him. Yeah. It's like the half-Satan rage. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's basically she, so she is she is too. very powerful. Just like Don't basically how Adeline is. Yes. Uh, Adeline is able to. She goes in there like ready to attack, and right. she does not have any idea what she's getting into. She's ready to like hold Juliet at like she's like I'm gonna witch knife yeah. knock you out and take you hostage. And Juliet just puts up her hand. No. Yeah. <laughs> the part where she throws all of the knives at uh, at. Uh, uh, don't you, I mean? So good. Don't you feel like though maybe that it's even stronger because of the whole crazy polyjuice potion and uh, other that crap that whole ritual that went down? I feel like. Well, that's the thing. That pro- I'm sure that that process that process is how it happened, but, but that enhanced it. I feel like that oh, had yeah, to yeah. enhance it. Well, yeah, but I'm I mean, sure there's another way to just roll in and make a hexen beast. I mean, I don't know how, and I'm sure I, it's not very. Well, common, I think that's the thing a is that man and a woman <laughs> each other very. Hard. I mean, don't forget how it, like complicated it was for Adeline to get her powers back. Mm-hmm. It was this incredibly intense where she had to murder people and like take mm-hmm. life force out of, like a bunch of flowers and, and like the rub the belly. Yeah, rub the, the belly. With like blood and <laughs> goo and stuff, like Gross. whatever process it is, like to become a hexen beast, I think is whatever. Whether it's hooking up with somebody or like straight up murder, is dark and mm-hmm. like yeah. messy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, but once we get there, now we get there with Juliet, and like the fight was awesome. The fight was so badass. The fight was awesome, but what I thought was even better for. For, in my mind was when Nick came home mm-hmm. because when he comes in I was like oh you better tell him yeah you yeah. better tell I think I was yelling at the TV <laughs> <laughs> well she had to that but was... she's sitting there in that exact same, same pose same she's pose. like with her legs spread like a dude just like sipping on some scotch <laughs> like man what a day <laughs> yeah and she had to welcome home honey <laughs> Um, but she, I mean, she was protecting herself. She destroyed the house. The knives were awesome. <laughs> the knives were the best part. Well, yeah. Where she throws all of the knives at Adeline. Yeah. So good. So good. And Nick's looking at it like, what the hell yeah. is that? The way she was like, um, what? Oh, so good. It was just great. Sorry. Everything about it was so good. <laughs> the fighting was amazing. Um, well, I, I really like that. And I want to... Um, uh, we got a question in the chat roll. Let me yes. pull it up from Bridget Shea Wardstone, who's um, what, what we th- basically asking what we think of the direction the writers are taking Juliet in at this point. I think. I wanna, um, yeah, I want to know what you guys are thinking there. Question. I think I think I read something um, about Juliet having to uh, deal with how she's now a bad guy. And and I read that and thought, well, she's not a bad guy. Oh, she chooses to be. Yeah, like she's just because she's hex and beast doesn't mean she's bad. Like look mm-hmm. at Monroe, uh, look at all of them. Um, so I think that it's an interesting way to go. I feel like I really believe that you know they're going to come to terms with this faster than than. I don't. Uh, Nick is not... If they tried to make Nick, like, super uncomfortable with her being a Hexen Beast, I wouldn't buy it. Because that's not Nick. Nick is completely accepting. He he has a bloop-bot best friend. Like, it's totally fine. Like, he's not bothered by Vesson. This is a little bit harder to swallow because it's, like, his... The love of his life, who has just become Mm -hmm. a Vesson, and a particularly terrifying Vesson. Yeah, but only when she vogues. And, like... yeah. But but what I'm saying is um, I think that the drama like that I, what I'm saying is that is not I don't think going to be an issue, mm-hmm. but um, it might cause some kind of trouble where Nick is just on this constant like we got to fix you we got to fix you. I think that's an Juliet's one episode like, thing. Mm, um, I think he's gonna he's gonna deal with that. It's because that's a thought process. Yeah. And then but she's gonna tell him like I tried that can't do it can't do it. It's- Exactly. Sorry, it's exactly the same when he lost his grim powers. When yeah. it was like, "It's your decision what we're gonna do," and now it's just they just took the story and flipped it. Mm. Yeah. But what I think is gonna what I where I think they're going with it, and mm-hmm. why I think it's gonna be fun is I think what Juliet's gonna become. She's gonna just fully embrace this stuff 
until a point where it starts to get a little dark. Not that she's evil, not dark in that sense, but the idea that Juliet could be like so enthralled with the idea of being this powerful hexen beast mm-hmm. that she's going out and she's like practicing on stuff and maybe gets into a little bit of trouble. Kills people. She's going to get into trouble? No. I can't, we can't lose the word trouble from our lexicon. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not sorry at all. She's going to get herself that. into some bad situations <laughs> because, like, look, she, it's the kind, if she has that kind of power, she's going to feel like she can just walk down any dark alley mm-hmm. and, like, to hell with the consequences, she can handle whatever. She just took apart Adeline without even, like, batting of an eye. Mm-hmm. It took her, like, two minutes to just destroy her. Such she killed fight. one of the most, like, badass manticores mm-hmm. out there. This is, like, a world-class assassin. Right. And she just took him apart in in thirty seconds. Yeah. yeah. Or what happens if she runs into another Grim and they don't really know? Mm. What if? Um, what if they? Uh, like, what if she runs into Kelly and she vogues in front of Kelly before Nick has a chance to tell her about it? Mm-hmm. Kelly's going to assume that this has been some long term plot. Remember that she was telling Nick not to be attached. Mm. Like the whole thing with um, uh, Kelly and. Um, Aunt, uh, Aunt Marie. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't think he should be... That he, they were like, distance yourself from Juliet because it's only going to hurt more. If they're already suspicious of, like, his love life and mm. it being a problem, if they find out she's a hexen beast... Yeah, but I feel like Kelly is no longer going to have that stance, especially because she's raising... Uh, the she's baby. raised yeah. a... Uh, well, that's true. She is raising a hexen baby. Right. Um, I feel like... Because people claim that babies change you or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any. <laughs> um, but she already had a baby. Like she, yeah, but what did she do with that baby? She gave it away. Only when she had to. They raised him for like eight years. Yeah, but, I mean, as we recall, didn't... It, it was... Wasn't it? There was like a thing about Anne Marie was his mom or somebody's not... Somebody's his mom and that's not... Wasn't that a thing mm. about who's the mom? I don't remember that. No, Kelly is his mom. Yeah. Okay. She, um, but she, she was supposed to be dead. Right, I remember that. I could have sworn there was a thing about if she wasn't his mom. I think we had discussed a theory at one point. That's possible. But I think we put that to bed. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, we start... Um, the other thing that uh, we, I wanted to make sure we talk about is um, the whole thing with Renard and Victor and Sam! Yeah. The dick... Whatever, I'm sorry. Every time I see Sam, I go, this means Meisner can come back. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He's totally playing both sides. Here's my question. Yeah. Is this a uh, red herring? Is Sam going to Victor on Renard's orders? Oh, boy. I'm super. They, no. It's happened before, so I'm like like that kind of like trickery between these people. So yeah. I am instantly suspicious of anything that I see. <laughs> Which kind of double agent is he? Who is he loyal to? Is he a double agent or a triple agent? <laughs> triple agent. I um, ooh. 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 <laughs> For those listening, that was a, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know. I couldn't answer. I, I don't care. Either way, he's tracking down. Mama Graham. Yeah. Either way, he's maybe he's in it for himself. Maybe he's part of the resistance. What kind yeah. of Vessin is he? We don't know. We also don't know that he is Vessin. Because let's not forget, like Meisner is not Vessin. Mm. He's not Vessin. He's not royal. He's there are so people sexy. involved in this world who are not. Why would they hire someone who's not a Vessin to work for them? Mm. You know what I'm? That's like we're going to put you up against these crazy creatures that have all these powers. What are you, just regular dude? You're in. I mean, <laughs> if you can hold your own, you can hold your own. Yeah, he so. certainly does. Yeah, so Meisner certainly did. does. Also, there are certain people like they just need somebody who's a spy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, in which case, like, this guy, like, if he's got an information network, it doesn't have to be a Vessin. We need some kind of chameleon Vessin that can, like, mm. Haven't we gotten that? No. No? Okay. Let's work on that, yeah. Grim Riders. There you go. Let's work on that. <laughs> chameleon Vessin blends <laughs> into his surroundings. We're a list of things they need to work on. And oh, make yeah. him some big buff guy for you, so <laughs> he had to get naked and then... <laughs> boy, and then. <laughs> So much. Oh my god! Love that idea You're so welcome. much. What's Thank happening? You. You just, Dylan's good to me. What do you mean? What's happening? 
right, can we get into predictions? There's something I need to talk about. Okay, all right, yeah, I think that while we're trying to figure out if this if Sam is a double or triple agent, is the perfect time to get into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV predictions. Sorry to rush you into it, but there's stuff we need to talk about. No, there's, we're run, we're run low on time. Right. Let's let's get into it. What do you, what are you what are you thinking, yo? Okay. Oh boy. Did you guys see the promo? No. No. Okay. no. I might <laughs> DVR cut it off. Right. Yeah. Then everyone in the chat here. rolls with me. Okay. So Nick goes to Henrietta and is like, what did you tell her? And she reveals that his options are um, live with it because it can't be changed or kill her. Those are his options. Oh. Okay. So pretty much what we yeah. thought. Okay. Then Adeline goes to Henrietta and she reveals Adeline is pregnant with baby number two. What? what? Now, here's the most important part. <laughs> Zach's gone, everybody. Okay. Uh, show's over. Um, <laughs> so here's the most important part about that, other than he just ruined his framing. Um, uh, that <laughs> the reason Adeline is pregnant is because Claire Coffey, the actress, is pregnant. Oh, there you go. <laughs> that's right, that's yeah. right. Claire is uh, pregnant, um, so therefore they wrote it into the script. That said... Who's baby daddy number two? Nick! Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You're, I didn't even think about that. It has to it be, has right? To be Why would they drop a second baby? Um, I think that it will be revealed that maybe it is Victor's. No, wait. Wait. Way well, better if it was Nick. I mean, I will say that there is something to be said for the royals really want a part royal, part hex and beast baby for whatever reason. Like, there's something about that combination that's supposed to be. No, but they have that no, in Bernard. What is it about Diana that was so? It's that she's royal blood. It's just the royal part. Yeah, they don't. They don't like that she's hex and beast. Okay. They just wanted that. Because Renard's royal blood too. Yes, so but, right. So Victor, as we know, is not against Renard. He yes. said everyone who was in the family that didn't like Renard because he was part Hex and Beast um, is gone now. So the only people left are people who don't care, in theory. Okay. So they want a royal baby. So, so would this abate them, then, mm-hmm. to have like mm-hmm. another one? They're like, oh, we got a, we got another royal baby? No, I All think right, they want... don't worry about the well, other no, one. No, because the other one's yeah. even crazier because the other one was made during that right. crazy... super powerful. Right. Belly blood rub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That said... Um, I would like if if Meisner's the daddy. Oh my god! <laughs> they, they didn't hook up though on screen. Well, I don't think right. Did she with Victor? We didn't see that. That's we why didn't I, see that, and I don't think that they've really implied that. I'm telling you, I bet it's Nick. Nick. Also, that's like so, three guys in the same family. Okay, wait. So here's the thing. First off, we don't judge her. I'm not. We don't judge Nobody's her. Uh, that wasn't a judgment. That, that was, was a, a funny moment. That was a judgment. Um, so she likes royals. Cool. Who doesn't? Um, but I, I, I uh, like the idea that if it's not uh, Victor's, that she would do kind of what she did with um, the other guys. She will sleep with Victor so he thinks it's his. Mm. Interesting. Because that's something she would very much do. Yeah, uh, but I will just say, just based on like what would be the most interesting storyline, mm. is it it's Nick's. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's probably Nick's. And like, because it's honestly dull otherwise. I mean, time-wise, I think he's the only one that makes sense. <sighs> but what are they going to do? I'm going to have babies left and right on this show. No, because I think she, well, I think she also slept with um, Renard again. Right. Not long after that. Okay, so then it might be his. It could be his, but I think I think it's going to be Nick's. It just it fits. Mm-hmm. It fits the timeline. It's too insane not to do if you're going to have a if you're going to do a preg if you're going to do another pregnancy story with her. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's out of more of a need than a like want. If it's like they're like, okay, we're going to have to deal with this. <laughs> we're... As as a production note, like she's going to be to pregnant. Yeah, she's going to be pregnant on screen. You can't always hide that stuff. But yeah, if but she got pregnant if, with Nick's baby while she was polyjuiced as uh, Juliet. Juliet, wouldn't it be Juliet's baby? 
technically, so biologically. It's gonna, so it's going to come out looking like Juliet? Yeah, like Juliet and Nick. It's so, it, biologically, it would be Juliet and Nick's baby, well, even though it's in Adeline, because Adeline was probably just Juliet. This was the reverse theory that we had when we were talking about what if what if Juliet got, got pregnant. pregnant. This is before Juliet turned out to just be have become a Hexen right. babe. But we were like, oh, if she got pregnant as Adeline, it would be this little blonde Hexen grim baby. Well, so before we get into what it could, uh. it could be... Um, I will say, uh, to counterpoint your whole production issue, is Rosalie was pregnant when we first, or was, got pregnant when we first met her, and they sent her away to take care of a sick aunt. Yeah, and they, the, and the complication of that was that they had to shoot four episodes, three or four episodes of her stuff in, within a single week, which is a nightmare for production. Um, yeah, but this explains this big old break we're taking in the middle. March disappeared. No, they've already no, shot because they would have shot this stuff months ago. Yeah, all that stuff's shot and done. But okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying that there are ways around her pregnancy. They didn't have to make the character pregnant, but that is why there are ways. It is very difficult if they had an. I'm saying if if they had even an idea of of a storyline that that would fit it, mm-hmm. they're like, let's just do it. That's going to make our lives a lot easier. I don't know. I feel like maybe they even. Because when did we find this out, this news of her being pregnant? Not too long ago. No, and they would have already filmed all these but she, It was announced not too long ago, but I don't know if you saw the tweet. She was pregnant when she came to visit us. Yeah, that's true. But they would have been filming this long enough long. ago. The hiatus is not that yeah. issue. Regardless. Mm-hmm. Very interesting stuff. I'm so mad that we have to wait a month. Guys, if you if you aren't aware, I sadly have to... I don't want to be the one to break this to you, but Grimm is not going to be new until March 20th. Yeah. March 20th. Oh, my goodness. I don't know, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do, especially with that hanging over us for a month. And if Meisner is not in that episode... He will not be. I know. <laughs> deep breaths, people. Deep breaths. So okay. I want to fit. No <laughs> All right, guys. Well, any last thoughts before we wrap up here? Meisner hmm. will come back before the end of the season. Hmm. Better effing be back before the end of the great, season. Great, great episode. <laughs> I'm excited to see where we go. I'm excited for the the serialized elements that we get from Juliet and Nick and Adeline and all the insanity, you yeah. guys. All the insanity. It's too much. Dylan Chance. Hey. Where can, between now and March 20th, yeah. where can the people uh, keep so up long, with you? So long, guys. You can find me on Twitter at Dylan Chance. I'm also here on Tuesdays for Star Wars Rebels. Um, but we're on break this week, but we'll be back. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, you can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. I'm also on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Google+, Pinterest, Polymore, lots of other things, at yelltigel. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. Um, and I'm here on AfterBuzz on other shows, which are all available on yell.tv. And you guys can keep up with me on Twitter at ThatZachWilson, T-H-A-T-Z-A-C-H-W-I-L-S-O-N. And also here to AfterBuzz on a whole bunch of shows. Uh, tune in to Better Call Saul this Monday. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to have a special announcement about a uh, somebody that might be stopping by Ooh. soon. Um, it's going to be very fun. Uh, so, yeah, guys, uh, a bunch of other shows. Guys, I'm Zach Wilson. <laughs> Thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.